Welcome back to Christian Millennial. I'm your host, Michael Matthews. Thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you listening. This podcast is designed to give biblical and scriptural truth to the new generation of millennial and Gen Z alike, new believers and believers that are young and full of the fire and and full of passion for God. That is why I do this podcast. This is why this podcast exists. And our main goal is if the Bible was written, we read the entire thing and we look at what it says. And we, from that, we determine how to live this life in this culture we find ourselves in. Today, on our second episode, we are talking about the gospel. Last week, we talked about how important a firm foundation in the Lord is and why being different from the world that we find ourselves in is actually important and why it actually is something we need to focus on. And today we are talking about the gospel and not only the gospel, but looking at the scripture, looking at what the Bible says and figuring out how to effectively communicate that with a generation that is systematically and, and, uh, extremely, I would say, for lack of a better word, hostile, trained to be hostile towards Christianity. Because uh, let's face it, there is a lot of church. I'm not going to say that uh, that Christ is the issue there, but there's a lot of church activity from the past that ends up hurting people. It is an, infor- an unfortunate, that's not the right word, it is an uh, it's unfortunate that it exists, but it does exist, and we can't just sweep it under the rug. We have to address it. Christians don't always get it right. Uh, believers don't always get it right, but that's where the grace of God comes in, and he makes up for our shortcomings with his grace and mercy. So we're going to be looking at that and discovering how do we, as young believers, communicate the message of Jesus Christ to young believers and to other people who do not believe. Uh, Cause let's face it. It's the great commission. It's basically the, like the main thing that Jesus said uh, for us to do as he ascended into heaven, right? Go into all the earth and make disciples that. And so, I mean, how do we do that? How do we do that? It's not a sign-up sheet. It's not anything like that. It is a message we have to get across. And just like anything else, you have to be able to communicate that well. If you can't communicate it well, more than likely, you don't make any headway. And this is speaking, that's from personal experience as well. If uh, As growing up, I was not really instructed in the way to minister to another person who didn't believe in God or didn't believe in Jesus, that Jesus was the Messiah. I was never really given that instruction. Uh, I think it was just not an intentional oversight of uh, the church I was raised in, but rather just uh, something that uh, got um, pushed pushed into the back corner. Um, I'm not saying that I didn't learn anything. In fact, my childhood was full of learning things about God. Uh, my 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 teenage years. Uh, until I stepped away for a brief moment were, were constantly, even when I was away from God, I was still in church every Wednesday and Sunday. So still getting that taste for the Lord. 
However, there seems to be, as I look back, a disturbing lack of training when it comes to uh, ministry in that form, evangelistic ministry. And honestly, I, I would put it up to evangelism is a very tricky thing. Not everyone is built to be an evangelist. And I'll be honest, it's rather terrifying to think of sometimes our own head space is uh, gets in the way of communicating that. Uh, so that that's why this, this is an episode is because we gotta, we have to get that down. We have to understand how to convey that because I look at it this way. If we don't, then how selfish is that, that we get to bask in the love of God and, and the sacrifice that Jesus gave to save us. And yet there are people who, uh, will never hear that or don't hear that. And then what, they're just doomed. That's super sad that if they were just doomed and there was no hope. So if we want to be effective in the, in the kingdom of God, then we have to have a, a baseline and understand how to convey that message. Uh, the reason it's a simple gospel is I find a lot of times people who do know how to convey the gospel to someone else. Oftentimes it's very easy to muddy the, the message up with all the other things, right there. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot that God does uh, talking about grace and all this other thing, things he does in healing. It's very easy to get that, simple, plain message that Jesus died for our sins and is a savior. And if we accept him into our hearts, then we too can have remission of sin and salvation and all be all right there. Like it's not hard. It's not crazy difficult. It's just something we have to learn. First of all, what the scripture says about it, because Scripture is truth. So let's speak truth when we do this. Yes. And also it's just something that we, it's not difficult. It just needs to be conveyed properly. I, I feel like I know I'm repeating myself, but let's get that out of the way. It's not difficult to share the love of God with somebody. It just needs to be done in a way that it actually reaches their ears. Let's be honest. Cause most of the time, if we're really thinking about it, right? What if we can't convey the proper message, then there's really nothing that would drag someone into the fold, right? There's not like a survey or a sign up sheet. It's really dependent on the, the message that you bring out, right? Cause let's face it. When someone's not in the love of, of God, when someone's not inducted into the family through salvation and and what Jesus did for us on the cross, then they're living their lives according to something else. And a lot of times that thing that they're living in, while might not be fulfilling eternally is satisfactory in the meantime, right? So we have to cut through this, the, the temporary satisfaction of their life and, and speak directly into the eternal part of their soul, Right, the eternity, the the eternity that they have that they will face. We that is what we're after because right here, right now, it's it 
it's something that they don't need, right? I, that's how I view it, at least, is the the gospel message isn't something that they necessarily want, but it is, let me rephrase that, it's not something they want, but it is something they definitely need, but their, their flesh, their right now, their here and now, their experience right now, their perspective is not what they need, it's what they want, and everybody is like that, that's, what it's, that's why it's called the flesh, everyone's flesh is like this, longing for the things that they don't need but what they want and the flesh is in is through sin and the fall as we discussed last time is inherently after the evil after the quick fix though whatever it may be because it's different for everybody right it's not a universal one thing but it's different from everybody's perspective so if we want to uh, tell them the gospel and convey it in an effective manner. We have to go past the that and go into the hey, eternity is a thing we all have to, we all will be a part of. And I don't want to see you in an eternity that is away from God, because the the other option away from God for eternity is nothing pleasant, and I don't wish it on my worst enemy. So. I, I cannot, and that's that's the mentality I want us to focus on. I cannot allow someone to be damned to hell because it's an it's an awful end to this life. It's an awful after. Let's not let's not skirt around the severity of it because we know we have the inside scoop. We know what comes after. Sometimes a person you're talking to doesn't really understand what comes after, right? We are physical beings. Our entire perspective outside of of knowing the grace and the love of God is the here and now. Most people aren't aren't trying to figure out what comes next. And if they are and they're outside of the Lord, then they're getting fed false information. So we have to be able to convey the severity and also at the same time convey the love that goes along with that. So that is how I will frame this episode. I think I've talked enough blamoring on. Let's get into some scripture and then look at what those are saying and how to apply those. So our first scripture is going to be Mark 16 15 through 16 and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation the one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved but the one who has not believed will be condemned we as believers christians whatever you want to call yourself we cannot escape the fact that we have a calling an edict given to us by jesus as he ascended we must fulfill that order we can't just skirt along in our own uh salvation and not be concerned with the others around us who aren't but oftentimes through that we see the deliverance of that message and muddy and confusing mess so he talked about earlier how do we preach a gospel that's simple yet accurate and useful for the purposes of salvation the first step is this We must understand what exactly it is that we are sharing, as well as the impact it will have on individuals, groups, and mindsets. 
and reckless gospel is sufficient for nothing. If we are not careful with how we convey this, there is no great, awesome revelation happening. If it's just a confusing, ridiculous sounding message, it doesn't work. And so that is the first step. We must understand these things. Let's go to Romans 3, 23. First thing. For all have fall, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Or Romans 6, 23, which says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. At the beginning, we must start at the beginning. That seems to be a common theme, right? I like these two scriptures because it conveys that no one is perfect. The only perfect being to ever exist being Christ, right? All have fallen and, and fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one better than the other. It is, we're all on the same plane. The only hope, the only hope that we could ever achieve is through salvation. And being born into a sinful world, we live through uh, without the eternal life in Christ. As it says in, in Romans 6, 23, the end of that is death. The end of that is death. There is no eternal life out, outside of Christ. There is just the bad, Right. In order to communicate the importance of a God of the gospel, we must start like anything else at the beginning. It must be brought about the undeniable fact that no one is worthy of heaven and salvation on their own merits. We simply, we only get that because God loved us enough to send down his son and sacrifice himself and take on that burden. That is it. No, nothing we did will achieve, will achieve salvation. Sorry. It's not something you can just do. It's, it's not works based, never has been, never will be. That's it. Right. Which on the other hand is amazing because it means that I didn't do anything to deserve the love of God. He just gave it. That's not something you see a lot of in everyday life. So the fact that a a immortal spiritual being being uh, that is responsible for everything that I have, everything that I see around me and me in particular loved me enough to sacrifice himself on a cross, a painful, a painful, painful, intense death just for the purposes of bringing me alive again and you alive again and anyone you're anyone that is willing to accept it new life acts 4 11 through 12 he is the stone which was rejected by you the builders but which became the chief cornerstone and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind which we must be saved by which we must be saved. He is okay. So let's go into that verse a little bit. 
because I like that verse. He is the rejected stone. He came down. No one wanted him. Rejected by his own people. He became the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone, a cornerstone being the stone by which the walls are measured and and aligned. When you're building a house in that time period, I don't know if they still do it today. I would imagine it's the same sort of principle, but you have to have something to base the rest of the uh, stones that you're putting down in line. Because if that cornerstone isn't right, if you don't use that cornerstone, you start getting weird walls. Everything starts being misaligned. He's the chief cornerstone. The only way. We talked about that last time. Last episode, we mentioned the the scripture. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Right, he is the the way. Jesus is the only way to go about salvation. Anything else used as a substitute is a non-starter. It doesn't work. Any gospel void of God's love is an incomplete one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be safe through him. John 3.16 and 17, like one of the most famous scriptures of all time. Everyone knows it. I think people who aren't saved even could probably tell you that scripture, right? So here we see that the plan is all based out of God's love, right? God loved us so much that he gave up his only son. So we're talking about a Trinity. He gave up a part of himself, put it into flesh and then had to watch as that son was murdered for us. Taking on our, our iniquity, taking on our, our sin that we deserve to die for. He did it in, in place of us. It's awe inspiring. It's breathtaking. It's, Uh, it moves me to speechlessness. The amount of love that would take. I don't know a single person on earth that would willingly give up their son, their flesh and blood for someone they never met. Someone who wasn't even born yet. If you're, if we're going that far, because when Jesus died, I wasn't even like a, like that's thousands of years ago. And he still it's true for the person that, that he was around. It's true for us that I don't know a single person that has that much love for a stranger except for God. God's the only example of that. God's heart is not for damnation. We see that in that in, in 17, that he didn't send Jesus to judge the world, but to save it. Right. And so that the world might be saved through him. Jesus' mission on earth was to pave a way to God. His interest is not on condemnation, but salvation. It fueled his ministry. It fueled his life. It was his goal. He achieved the goal. And because he achieved the goal, we we reap the benefits. We get to have a great time in his love. Because he was selfless enough to take on that pain. It's 
It's so incredibly mind-boggling. I there's so many pauses in this episode because I'm just I'm I'm so moved to speechlessness at the thought that someone could love me enough. Listen, we're going to get real for a second cuz I like to share personal things apparently on these episodes. I don't even love myself that much most of the time. <laughs> I don't even have the self-esteem to process that sometimes. If I'm being honest, I'm working on it. I'm getting better, but let's be honest. And especially back before I was saved, definitely could not imagine that because I, I didn't even love myself. How, how could I imagine a God who loved me that much until he showed up? Right until he gave me a little bit, just the tiniest taste of his love for me on in that in that worship uh, time at camp when I challenged him to his face and I said, "Look, if everyone else can feel it, I can't feel it. Prove that you're real. Let me feel something." Right, and he showed up for me. He showed up and he 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 gave me just the tiniest taste of what his love is, and it and that radically sent me on a spiral into oh my goodness what was that how do i explain that and the only explanation i could logically come up with was that um the the god that i was speaking to before it happened must have actually heard me and done something right so i can't sometimes i can't wrap my head around the love that god has for us enough to sacrifice his son for us right but am I grateful he did? Absolutely. And I think that message right there, that thought of, I can't imagine it, but I'm glad he did. That is exactly why we need to be able to communicate this in a proper way that we don't just stop at the, Hey, you're a sinner. Hey, did you know that you are in sin right now? Hi, I I'm Michael. I'm, I'm in love with Jesus, but you're a sinner and stop there. Uh, no, please don't ever. Never, because it, it, it is, it is so much better than that. It's like, Hey, did you know we're all sinners, but also there's this guy I know who sacrificed himself and he didn't even know you when he did it yet. He loved you enough to do it. And because of him, like breaking every single train of, of logic that you could ever come up with for why someone would do that going against every single rational thought in my head. He did it still. Yeah. You can have that. What good news. Hey, good news. You don't, you, you don't have to keep living in this, uh, unfulfilling spiral of, of life is hard and I don't feel complete or I don't feel loved, or I don't feel worthy, or I don't feel whatever it may be, or I'm struggling with this, or I'm stuck in this uh, thought pattern, or this bad behavior, or whatever it is, I'm stuck here. Hey, there's a way out. There's a way out, and it's super, super easy. Couple steps. Hey, we're all sinners, man. We're all, we're all, we all fall short, but there is a God who loved you creator of the universe. Get wrap your head around that. Why would it's a being that's capable, more powerful than anything else, powerful enough to create every, every single atom of creation with the speaking of his word. 
by just opening his mouth. Hey, that guy loves you so much so that his son was sent down on earth. He was sent down on earth to live. He did it perfectly without sin and then sacrificed himself so that he could take on your sin before it even happened and make a perfect sacrifice that atone for your sin thousands of years before you walk this earth. That is, for lack of a better word, crazy. I don't know how to how to comprehend that other than saying that's it's either amazing or it's insane. I can't that the loss for words. It's amazing. It's amazing. 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 Who does that? Who does that? It makes no sense. I dare you to try to make sense of it because no one I know would ever think that way or, or come up with that plan. Yet here we are. Here we are. With a with a a a savior who was crucified and get this, not just did he die, but saving this part, not did not that he just died for us, but he rose again. He rose again. He came back to life, undoing the power that death had over us through sin, because as we addressed earlier, the wages of sin is death. So he, he dies for us, taking on that sin and then gets raised back to life, negating the, the claim that death had over us through sin. What? Like another, another, like, what's that? Like 10 seconds of utter silence. Cause my brain just breaks every time I think about the awesomeness that that is the, the, sheer like just amazement at the fact that God could love not just one person, not just me, but every single person on this earth and that his, his heart is not for anyone to be condemned, but to have eternal life and be with him goes back to last episode. When we talk about God wanting intimacy with us, He wants it so bad that he would sacrifice things to get us to that point where we could have a relationship with him. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's just wow. So I I think of that and I think, how could I not share that, man? How could I not find somebody who doesn't know Jesus and just be like, hey, hey, guess what? We're all on the same boat, but I know a guy who has a life jacket. Right. Hey, the boat's sinking, but hey, this guy has a life jacket that he's just giving out life jackets. Let's left and right. If you want one, you can get one. Let's go. That's a really sloppy metaphor, but I think that that paints a good picture. Right. So <laughs> I'm just fired up, man. This is a, a an intense episode. I promise you, I did not write this episode with the thought of getting this fired up about it. I guess I, I mean, let's face it. I am, uh, an evangelist at heart. I, I think that's what led to this, uh, this podcast existing is I want to share these things. And if you're a new Christian, I want to share them with you so that you can share them. Cause I, I wasted way too much time just scraping at, at, um, the, at what God was telling me, scraping at truth, little bits of truth here and there that I could, that I could, muster up by 
drudging through the Bible, because let's face it, I I am very, very, very bad at being consistent with Bible reading, just being raw with you guys. But I've since learned that there is some gold in the Bible. There is awesome truth to be known throughout every single page. Doesn't matter where you are in it. There is truth. There is truth of God there that will and can change your life for the better. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. For I handed down to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, fulfilling the prophecies of, um, of a messianic savior. He came, he died, he rose again, completing that perfect perfect, perfect sacrifice so that I don't have to live in sin and I don't have to spend my eternity away from God, but I get to live with the love of Jesus and the love of God in my heart. And it affects me every day. And I get to go on this awesome journey of sanctification through him. We'll talk about that in another episode. I am sure of it. Uh, but that that's what he offers Let's think of it this way, right? He, if we're talking about, let's frame it in the mindset of a business deal, right? If you make a deal with somebody, it is an exchange. I give you this, you give me this. But when we're talking about the deal with Jesus, it is not equal exchange. And I say that because if you look at it like this, what is Jesus? Jesus is offering eternal salvation and life and living with God in heaven and never being separated from a being who has absolute and total love for you. And what do we give him? Like really just, just our, our hearts in exchange for all of that. It, it's not equal. It's not equal. But is it a good deal? Absolutely. And that is exactly what is so amazing about it. Our last scripture being Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous will want, will live by faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it's good news. Because everyone deserves to have the opportunity to choose God. I'm not ashamed to share it. Even at the risk of persecution, because I can't. Stand. It makes my heart sad to think of someone not ever receiving that information and never getting the opportunity or someone who turns away from from that and it doesn't accept it. It breaks my heart to think of what what is the eternal uh, situation for them. And I if I'm going to live like Christ, then if God loved people like that, if Jesus loved people that like that, then I need to emulate that and love people the same. I can't just walk around and let it just go by itself. That's that's not helpful. First of all, to anyone hiding, hiding it under 
as the as the uh as the as the parable says does someone have a lamp and hide it under a bushel no they set it on a hill for everyone to see i i can't let the light that i have found through God's love for me and the salvation that Jesus offered to just go unnoticed and hidden away from, from everybody else. I have to share it. It's not fair if I don't, right? It's not, it's not cause, cause of anything other than that, man, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. The things he brought me out of the things he's forgiven me for the things that I thought made me so unworthy of love. He wiped them away and, and called me worthy. Call me worthy of it. The gospel is simply this. Let's break it down. Everything we've read. The gospel is simply this. We are sinners. God's love for us, even as sinners, was enough to send Jesus, his son. Jesus took on our sin onto himself and died, becoming the perfect sacrifice. He was buried and raised from the dead by the power of God. He rose again and is coming back. And we currently have the option. If we declare Jesus as our Lord, he forgives us our sin. And through him, we are redeemed and adopted into God's family. That is the gospel from start to finish. It is simple, yet it is effective. And when we share a clear and concise gospel, we will see the results, right? We at very, at very least are planting the seeds and we're doing it in a, in a effective manner. And even if we don't see that harvest, man, if we plant the seeds and do it in the right way, then the harvest is to the Lord anyway. And we, and we can see and, and, orchestrate in a in in effect on the earth through just the simple act of of not letting someone go through this life without the knowledge of how much their creator loves them regardless of race creed or anything like that it doesn't matter god loves us all and his love is enough it's so magnificent it makes me want to leap up and shout for joy. I cannot do that because I am currently at a desk. But man, is it amazing. And if it's so amazing like that, then I cannot afford to be selfish with it. Because it, it's not just mine to, to keep a hold of. Right? We're all in that. We're all eligible for that. For that love. For that salvation. For that that outpouring of just mercy that he has for us. Uh, I, I could talk about this for hours. I love it. And I hope you love it. And I hope you, you take these things and you start to adapt your, 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 your ministry with them and, and start implementing them. And it doesn't have to be all fire and brimstone. That's not required. It just has to be you showing the love of Jesus by showing who, what he did and who he is to somebody who may not, you don't know. They may, they may have never, ever, ever heard the gospel. I'm sure there are people that exist that have never heard the gospel. So if you come in contact with them, you might be the one chance. And those are good odds. If you are willing to share 
the gospel, those are good odds for that person. Just one, one willing to share the gospel with them could change their lives for the better. Eternal, eternal salvation in their, within their grasp. <clears throat> That's all I really have for this episode. These episodes will obviously fluctuate in length depending on the topic. I'm going to keep them 35 to 45 minutes, nothing longer than that, just so that it's it's easy to consume. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Remember, if you have any comments or questions that you want us to address, could be episodes, could be mentioned in an episode, please email us down at christianmillennial.show at gmail.com. We will look at them if you send them to us and we will respond to you. And then if it goes and evolves into that, it might be put into a uh, episode or even if it's a broad enough topic, a question might even become an episode of its own. So thank you for listening. As always, I'm Mikey Matthews. Christian Millennial is here for the sole purpose of giving truth to young Christians and also ministering to new believers that are looking for guidance, looking for that truth. We read the Bible, we read it from cover to cover, and we search the truth of God out. So thank you for listening. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed day. And remember, I love you. God loves you. Good night.